Heyo, welcome everyone to episode 11 of Today in the Scene. I'm Joe with Indie Arcade Wave, and this week we're going to be jumping into what it's like to run a tournament. So shout out to our sponsors, Can Arcade, everything arcade, music, and cannabis. If you guys like what we're doing here at Indie Arcade Wave, um, throw a like on the video. If you're listening on a podcast, subscribe to the podcast. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and hit that bell so you get a notification every time we get a new video out. Uh, this week, we have the pleasure of speaking with Joe Perugia. Um, he is going to talk to us about what it's like to run um, a Killer Queen tournament, which I think is a really interesting thing because of all the indie games, they have a huge, huge tournament scene and a huge player base. Um, so thanks for coming on, Joe. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, it's been a, a while that we've been trying to make this happen, but it, we finally got here. Yep. Um, so I want to know a little bit about you, what you do, um, as well as obviously you're associated with glitch bar. So what do you do there? <clears throat> okay. Well, uh, at glitch bar, uh, I've been with glitch bar since, uh, day one, since just before the bar opened itself. Um, I currently am the manager, the general manager of the bar. Uh, so I do a little bit of everything, uh, lots of talking about the games, which is really cool for me. Um, cause you know, you're walking around while people are playing and you're just explaining how the games work and things like that. And so you, you, you help build the excitement of the bar itself as well, you know, but that's right, what yeah, I, I mean, do. Uh, I also bartend there too, you know, obviously. So it's a full arcade, full bar. It's all around awesome place. So how long has glitch bar been around? You said you've been there since the beginning. Yeah. Uh, we've been open for about two and a half years on uh, the current location that we are. Um, it's a pretty big location. There's over 30 cabs. Uh, we have all different kinds of the new indie arcades, pretty much all of them. Um, our KQ scene is, is pretty, pretty good. Very, uh, gro- it's like growing very fast when we're actually operating outside of <laughs> what's going on now, you know? Um, right. Yeah. But yeah, it's super I mean, busy the last time I was there. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an extremely busy bar. Um, a lot of people. It's a, it's what I like. I like to tell people that the bar is very diverse. Um, you have people that come there specifically to the, play the games. You have people that come there specifically for the bar aspect. Uh, and but most people come and they they mingle with both. They're there to drink. They're you know we like I said we have full full liquor, uh, sixty different kinds of beers, twenty four drafts. Like we 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 make it happen in there, man. Like we party hard in there. It's fun. Yeah, it's definitely a, a partying arcade. I I had an absolute blast when I came down there. Yeah, that's every weekend. That that weekend that you were there is like every weekend where we have the DJ uh, playing music videos and music super loud. There's lasers. There's fog machines. There's I mean, it's it's on the weekends. It's essentially a nightclub that has some video games scattered around. You know, <laughs> but it, but uh, it's really cool. It's it's uh, the coolest place definitely in South Florida for sure. Where exactly are you guys? Uh, we're in Fort Lauderdale, uh, okay. only like three miles from the beach. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's definitely nice to be close to the beach. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. in Florida, that's why you're going, right? At least yeah. for a Midwesterner like myself. Uh, that's I'm a Midwesterner too. I moved here about ten years ago. Where'd you move from? Uh, I'm actually from just outside Detroit in Michigan. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you you know what our winters are like and everything. So it must be <laughs> nice to be staying down in Florida and not really deal with those anymore. I think I came out in, in February and it was like 30 here and it was like 80 degrees in Florida. <laughs> I was like, what is this? This is crazy. It's great. 
It's great. So what about Glitch Bar sets you guys apart? Um, I know we've spoke about the indies and obviously you covered the beers, but what what do you think is different from a lot of other arcades that you've been to? I think it's the overall vibe, man. Um, you step in that place and you're you're automatically having fun. There's like the decor of the bar itself is amazing. There's posters everywhere. There's um, a lot of a lot of references for like horror, like eighties horror movies and, and a lot of toys. We have a lot of like toys and stuff that you grew up with as a kid, just glued everywhere. Um, it's really cool, man. Like, uh, it just, I don't know, man, everyone that goes there is just in such a great mood all the time, you know, ready to, ready to have some fun. Yeah. I definitely feel you on the vibe and kind of like the aesthetic is really, really cool. Like I remember I was talking to Chris when I came down there and you guys have, skateboard decks all over the place like it, it yeah. feels it feels so 80s 90 retro like i mean you've got um like marquees all over the place you've got uh chalkboards it feels like neon lights i mean it feels like a gamer's basement is like it's, kind of the vibe of it the the dj booth is really cool too like it has uh t- a giant tv inside of it that plays music videos of the music that's playing but it also is like completely covered with antique like tape decks cassette oh yeah the cassettes yeah Yeah. um and when you were there last time we actually have moved the dj booth and we rebuilt an entire new dj booth from when you were there last and it's it's a new shape and everything but it's almost exactly the way you remember it with all of the cassette tapes on and everything which is really cool because you go up to these cassette tapes and some of them are very out there there's like a like a Christian hymns or a Jewish hymns one. And there's like Christmas cassette tapes and there's like Bob Marley cassette tapes. It's really weird. It's pretty cool. So um, it looks like a real collection. Yeah, it definitely is a real collection. Huh? So we've talked about the indies you guys have in there. What games do you have in there? And if you can remember exactly what order did you get them in? Uh, we had KQ before killer queen before the bar opened two and a half years ago. That was the first one uh, for the Indies. Um, and then I want to say Cosmotron was second. Um, I want to say we got the like s- first 20-something, 20, 20, I think we were like number 22, cab number 22 on that. Maybe even earlier than that. Um, and I want to say we got Death Ball right around the same time. Um, we also have like number 10, 10 cab Death Ball, I believe. The first 10th cab which okay. is a pretty cool thing. I like to, to tell people that we were like one of the first 10 people to get those. Um, and then, and then kind of everything else kind of came all at once. Like we got um, armed and gelatinous galactic battlegrounds all at the same time. What else am I missing? Switch, switch and, and shoot. shoot. Yeah. Then we got switch and shoot just after that. Uh, and then we just recently did get the black emperor. So I think what happened with those last three there, maybe maybe even including Black Emperor, is Dwight and Chris decided to buy them at Bumble Bash. No, that was that's, that was Dwight and I. That was yeah. I thought Chris was down there. No, it was Dwight oh, and I that were there. I met him in Vegas. That's right, different convention in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, because I know that's that's when uh, Dwight got it from us for Galactic Battleground was then, and I think he was talking to everybody else too. So. So yeah, what, I remember the we we bought we I mean we wanted a Galactic Battleground anyway, but I remember the uh, deciding factor was when we actually took first place in that tournament there in Chattanooga. Yeah. Dwight and I yeah, just undefeated good. beat everybody. 
super fun game. So I know we've been talking about that. I want to shift back to KQ because that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about primarily. Mm-hmm. You guys, you said you had it before you got the bar. When did you first find out about Killer Queen and what got you so involved with the community? So when, when the bar first opened, uh, we originally had the cabs like side by side, uh, not back to back. So the, it wasn't really as competitive, but we used to spend like late nights after we closed the bar, just kind of hanging out and playing and trying to figure out how things worked and things like that. Um, but at that point, that's kind of as far as I went with it. Um, you know, the bar was really always kind of busy and, uh, you're just, when you're there, you're kind of just serving drinks. Um, then, then as the game kind of picked up speed and more and more people were coming in to play that game specifically, you know, like that would be the biggest part of the bar. Like everyone's hanging out there. Right. And so you kind of, that kind of is what drew, drew me first where it's like, all right, if everyone's into this game, maybe it, it's, maybe it's cool, you know, like maybe it's worth it. And so you kind of start playing and you start making friends with the people that come there. And next thing you know, you're part of that community. You know what I mean? Like that group of friends. Um, but then from there, it, it's kind of like a business thing. You know, you're like, well, if I run a weekly tournament, and I invite these people, they're going to be here, you know, business, spending money and buying drinks and playing. And then they get addicted and they're here the next week and the next week, you know, just normal business stuff. So right. we started, we started doing like a weekly draft tournament um, and you start tweaking things and you, you make Facebook pages and that's kind of just, would you start blooming, you know, like from there, essentially you start inviting people and people invite their friends. And next thing you know, you got a pretty steady, 30 people every single week just showing up just to play in a quick two-hour tournament. Um, but then from there, what we did was we kind of wanted, we had people that were really getting serious about the game and they're forming real teams. Like every time I get on the cab, I want to play with these specific four people. And, you know, this is my team and we're going to learn and we're going to beat everybody. So then you have to advance, like you have to evolve from there. And you have to form like a whole new tournament, which we did. We did a monthly tournament. So once a month, we would do a like BYOT, bring your own team tournament. And you sign up as a full squad, and that's how we would operate it. Um, and But it was to get that competitive edge. And so for an entire month, you'd be able to talk trash to the opposing teams saying, you know, like, hey, I'm this month's winner, you know, type of thing. So it was like, it was like a really cool progression on that, I guess. Um, but like, for me, it just kind of was originally just like a, the driving force was the bar. Like, this is my job. Let's organize tournaments. Let's play. But then I played more and more and I got better and I got closer with some of the guys and, you know, we're like friends and we're drinking. And next thing you know, you're like forming teams with people and you're, you're agreeing to travel halfway across the country to play in other cities and against other people. And it's really like that progression is like really what it is. Like, you know, you can really grow like that, which is really cool. So really what, what got you was the community like carried you in deeper and deeper and deeper. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, um, like the community here is really cool. Uh, we're a very diverse group of people, uh, but super, we're all super chill community. Yeah. Yeah. We're all, which is weird because I, I, I believe we're known to being like one of the biggest trash talking communities. <laughs> that does not to, surprise me, <laughs> but just to each other, you know, but at the end of it, we're all buying each other a shot, you know, some snake venom. Uh, did you have snake venom when you were down here? 
I did. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> Snake Venom. Um, but yeah, originally it's just kind of the community, you know, you, you, you form some friendships, then you, you don't want to be the worst player. So you practice and you practice and then you get better and then your tech gets better and you, you, I don't know, man, you just want to win. It's, 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 it has a very competitive drive to it as well. Yeah. Definitely competitive edge. You definitely want to play better. You definitely want to be better. And it's not like a game you can just pick up and instantly be amazing at it. Like you have to actually work and you have to, you have to put some effort into it, you know, which is, which is good too. It's not a mindless game. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of little intricacies that like, once you figure them out, you just have an edge over people that haven't figured them out. I mean, little technicalities that really, really make the game. It's, it's a fairly simple game at its core. I mean, with the three ways to win, but you can really see the skill gap between people that are like the top teams in the country and someone like me who plays like every two, three months, I get a couple games in. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Queens Gone Wild because I know that's wild. that's the big one that you guys have and you ran that this year. Um, have you run it in previous years or was this your first time? Um, I did uh, very little. I mean, I helped last year. Uh, you know, I was part of the bar. Uh, but I wasn't as big as in the community, in the KQ community. Uh, I was just a player. I wasn't like a big organizer. I just kind of was like the middleman between the bar and the cab. You know what I mean? Type of thing. Okay. Um, there was a, a girl named Deanna who is now in New York City. She pretty she did a lot of the work. Um, there was a lot of other people. Uh, a girl named Heather, who's currently still part of our scene, did a lot of work. Um, I mean, that was a good community-driven tournament. Uh, and everything went nice and smooth. Everything was good. Uh, everyone that came, we had 16 teams, super fun, um, no issues. But when we came to talking about the tournament for this year, this past February, you know, we wanted to be bigger and better than the year before. Um, then we've also traveled. Some of us have also traveled to, uh, out, out of state tournaments and things like that. Uh, some of us, I mean, we took two teams alone to Bumble Bash. So yep. we we had like a good idea of what like a big tournament should have been and like what we enjoyed about some other tournaments and what we didn't like. And so we kind of tried to tweak all that, right, to to form a good tournament here. Um, we always said that we wanted the best trophy. Uh, you go to you go to these places and and I'm not saying anything bad about anybody's presentations and trophies. So, yeah, we just wanted to have the best trophy uh, out of any tournament that we have been to or that we have seen. So we had a tattoo artist draw up some custom artwork for for some KQ artwork and things like that. And uh, we actually had five skateboard decks printed up to where we could give it out to the winning team. So our trophy was actually a full-size skateboard deck with custom KQ art on it, which I thought was awesome. Um, Nikita was there at the tournament, and I remember he was just looking at the, at the skateboard like, this is the coolest thing ever you know <laughs> the trophy was so yeah. sick the art on it was amazing yeah the trophy is great we actually we had five for the winning team but then we also had two extras made one for the bar which we do have hanging up on the wall and then the the girl that did the tattoo art or the uh kq artwork she actually has one in her tattoo shop as well which is really That's cool. sweet so there's yeah. only seven of them in existence seven yeah seven total um which is really cool um, our t-shirts were kind of like the same thing where, uh, we had somebody in our community come up with a great idea. Uh, and we just kind of 
had to make it work to put on a t-shirt like um make the design a little more basic but the shirts came out almost as great as the the um skateboard decks did yeah the shirts were cool it was a really good mesh of like the glitch bar logo but also the killer queen uh queen obviously. yeah because i want to say last year like amongst other things like we we gave out like a case of red bull to like each winner uh and that kind of doesn't work because how are you supposed to travel back home with a case of red bull if you win from out of state right. yeah uh, it you know it was kind of like we were we were trying to get as much stuff for prizes as we could last minute last year but this year we kind of started with it i feel like started with let's start with the prize and let's let's make that the excitement um you know like hey, everyone wants to win this thing you know it was really cool right yeah i mean like you said i mean everything that you said i i agree with like it was a really cool trophy the shirt was awesome i'm really glad that i got one um in the tournament i mean like this is the first one that you ran like you were a big part of the other one you kind of helped out a little bit with um what was the most difficult thing that you encountered was it like along the side of like um getting people registered and signed up was it more like keeping games on schedule what what did you find that was the hardest part i would say the hardest part is ooh, is is trying to follow the rules fairly right so obviously rules are supposed to be followed um i remember we had a scenario where like the two teams that were supposed to be playing, both of them had missing players, you know? So like, to be fair, I was like, okay, well, we'll just wait 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like I, right. we were, I want, I have a schedule we had. I mean, we, I, we started, I think first game at like nine in the morning. I was there at like eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, and we had to have the tournament done before like max, max like 10 o'clock at night because around nine, 10 o'clock is when the bar really starts to fill up and it's, it's impossible to run a tournament when there's that many people inside the bar, you know? Right. Um, which I'm sure you remember the finals too. Like we, we had like a, a chain wall around of people around the cab to keep like bystanders from, from like interrupting the game. Yeah. We were like boxing people out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I say the hardest part was like, Cause, cause you, the rules are like, if your teammates not here, then too bad. Like we're going to start, you know, but at the same time, it's like, all right, well, we're, we're ahead. Let's just kind of like ahead of schedule, like on timing. Let's, let's, let's just be a little lenient here, you know, but, but the problem with that is then like, for example, in that scenario, a couple people from one team showed up, but not the other team, you know, and it's like, okay, well, we waited long enough. Let's like, yeah, we got to continue, you know, luckily it all worked out. Like everyone showed up. Uh, and it wasn't like a team played down a man for a whole series, but like right. it's, it's, you're trying to be fair because that all it takes is like one team to say, Hey, I wasn't treated fairly. You know what I mean? This is the worst tournament ever. And then there goes the reputation of the tournament, you know, in my opinion, at least, yeah. um, you know, you, you want to be known as like the fair tournament, the, the competitive tournament, the one where I'm going to go, I'm going to have a challenge to win. But, like, I also know I have a fair chance to win as well. Um, another really big issue is, like, is when you're setting up your pooling, too. I know we were having a big issue with that. Because um, some of these teams are, like, random people put together, right? They're, they're not the same teams that travel every single tournament. So you you don't necessarily know how good that team is, specifically. 
as a team, right? So when you're kind of trying to like rank people in order to do seeding before the tournament to see who plays who, it's it's kind of difficult. And then when you do it randomly, then it kind of looks like you're setting up like good players, good teams versus really bad teams. And yeah, it, so they just smash and make it to the finals. Yeah, and it's it's kind of the same thing. It it's all goes back to I guess like the fairness of the tournament. You know, you you want it to be nice and fair uh, to where everyone feels included. Um, and everyone feels like they got a fair chance to actually get a win, you know, get a chance at that awesome skateboard or whatever it's going to be for the next year. Right. Yeah. I mean, I totally understand all of that. It's, it's, that's just what running tournaments is. I mean, running like GBG tournaments, I, I struggle with that sometimes too. I mean, I know these two people have played a lot and a lot of the other people are new. It's like, who do I put against them because they're just going to smash any opponent basically yeah and then for the losing team it's completely demoralizing and then who knows if they ever get back on the cab again right you know it could just ruin the game for them i think at at that higher level of of killer queen that's not really so much an issue because you know stepping up to the cab who you're playing for the most part um nationally you know like i've I've played against people I've never met before. And I'm like, as soon as I walk up, I'm like, I don't want to play against these people. They're too good. And I've never met them. I've never met them. I just know that they're good players. Um, I think at that high level, you're not getting people walking away saying, I'm never touching this game again. But it's that's more of a uh, like a very beginner's type of thing. You're not trying to scare away the beginners. you know. Right. Uh, right. But the tournament, I remember, it started at like 9 o'clock in the morning and we finished like just before like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, I think it was like 940 or something. It was like, it was a, almost a 13 hour tournament. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then I hopped immediately behind the bar yep. and it worked until five in the morning. That yeah, was a we good didn't like, leave until really late. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. That's right. You were there all night too, yeah. hanging out. Yeah. That was a good great time. tournament. Great tournament. It was, it was really cool. I, I don't think I got there till like noon. So I, I missed the, the really early stuff, but yeah, it was, it's fantastic. I definitely want to go to the next one. Yeah. It's it's the appeal. You come, you play your your round, your couple games, and then you have a couple rounds to sit out. Hey, let's go to the beach. Sit at the beach for a couple hours. Oh wait, I'm up in an hour. Let's head back to the bar. It's it's pretty it's a great tournament, you know, for the for the surrounding area as well, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean the pizza shop right next door. Oh man, so good. Uh, even yeah, even better now that it's it's fully open and operational. There's a like uh, chicken in a cone place that just opened up, uh, also right next door to us. So it's like mm-hmm. it's literally like chunks of air fried chicken inside of a waffle ice cream cone, and you walk around so, eating like chicken ice cream. <laughs> so you can go get food, hit the arcade to get drinks, and then go across the parking lot to get a tattoo. That's true. You could do that tattoo shop what, right there. What else would you need in in Florida? Like that's perfect. Uh, there's ice cream there at now as well. Oh man! But I need to come back. No man, scratch all that food. Uh, we did just build a kitchen inside of Glitch, like a small kitchen, and we just like last week uh, got a food service license, and so we're going to be serving food as well at the bar. We're going to be serving these things called mufalettas. They're like like sandwiches, mm. like, like an Italian sandwich. Um, so it's going to be pretty cool. It's like something new for us to offer people to be just slightly more different than everything else out there, you know, on top of what we're already doing. But to also like turn into the one-stop shop kind of idea. Well, that's the idea, right? 
I mean, right. if you can get everything from us, why would you go to any other cool bar? Like we have the coolest bar in town. True. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we're going to wrap this up here. So I want your shout outs. I want social media shout outs, whether they're personal or they're glitched or whatever. Let us know. Oh man. Social media, huh? Check out glitch FTL on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Facebook for, uh, or not Facebook. I'm sorry. Glitch bar, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, and you can check out our awesome interior through the pictures there. We have plenty of promo videos out there. Um, lots of really cool stuff from just that, uh, you know, big shout out to Dwight and Chris, the owners of the bar themselves, uh, all the hard awesome work that guys. they do. Awesome yeah, they, guys. They're there every day doing, doing everything. So, uh, you know, the bar itself is amazing just from, from that alone. But yeah, I mean, other than that, Joe Perugia, Facebook, if you guys want to add me up, um, any questions you have about KQ or whatever, sure. Uh, throw them out there. I'll do my best I can to help you out. Um, yeah, that's it. And you were talking about a, a KQ discord. Uh, well, that's our, that's our KQ discord for just South Florida. Gotcha. For South yeah, Florida, for our, awesome. our specific scene and our players, our, our players ourselves. Gotcha. Well, everyone should look up glitch bar Add Joe. If you want to ask him questions about running tournaments, um, and definitely look into all these indies that we were talking about, uh, killer queen, galactic battleground, death ball, switch and shoot, um, armed and gelatinous black, black Emperor. Emperor. Um, I'm sure there's more that I'm missing. Um, but until next time, guys, we'll be back next Friday with another episode. Thank you, Joe, for coming on. Oh, thank you, Joe. Well, that's, that's nice. Convenient two Joes, right? Yeah. <laughs> and until next time, guys, peace out. <laughs>